What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. And we're live. What's going on, Brian? Oh, just another uh, Friday evening. Um, a little bit nervous, but uh, excited. <laughs> excited. I kind of awesome, uh, I've been man. thinking about this all week, and and you push and you you brought up the idea to me um, a few weeks back, and I, I've been thinking about it since then. So I, I'm this is really exciting for me. It's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Well, I really uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. You know, I've been thinking for a long time. Like, oh, I'd I'd love to get you on the podcast. Um, you know, every time I hear you speak, man, you know, I always get a sense of inspiration. And, dude, even, you know, we were just talking about it right now before we started recording. But, you know, even just talking after a meeting and stuff and, you know, talking about being excited about recovery. Yeah. How, uh, you know, this, you know, talking to other addicts can get that, you know, that feeling of like, damn, like, this shit is worth celebrating every day. Yeah, it's it's a... It's a miracle, man. It's a miracle. And, and that's kind of what I, I... I feel it every day. Um as I grow and grow closer to my source and in that feeling, it's just like, it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable, unreal aspect of recovery, the feelings that you get um, when you get close to your higher power, you know? Yeah, man. That, that's kind of what I kind of want to base a discussion on when I go over my stuff. But, oh, yeah. Hell yeah, too. Well, uh, I want to give a huge shout out to everyone who tuned in this week to listen. Um, this week's guest is a very special part of my network, my guy Brian. I'm super grateful to have him come on. And, uh, you know, he's come on the podcast to share a little bit of, you know, his story, his experience, strength, and hope, what it was like for him, how he found recovery. And uh, like he just said, we'll probably get into a discussion of uh, getting closer to a sense of, you know, an understanding of that higher power. Yep. So take it away, man. I'll, I'll All right. Go. Okay. Um, uh, where do I start? Um, childhood was real good. Growing up, I had a good family. I had an a older sister. Uh, we lived around Baltimore for a while, then moved down to Virginia. I played sports, played football, baseball, basketball. Um, real uh, active little kid. Um had friends, rode bikes. It was it was pretty enjoyable my younger years. I did all right in school and stuff. Uh, I do remember one thing that I kind of want to start with is 
I remember being a younger kid and um, looking in the mirror and I would have these feelings sometimes. It wasn't an out of body experience, but it was it was a feeling where sometimes I could look in the mirror and I'd be like, I'm that person. I'm I'm that guy that they you know that that people called me this name and and what is that? It's it was almost like I could feel something inside myself where I'd be like, I can move this body and and it was a weird thing as a child that I kind of I do remember looking in the mirror and having that. And it, it kind of relates to how I feel now. Um, I was young. Um, I started using drugs when, <clears throat> I would say I tried drugs when I was in sixth grade, got drunk, stole my parents' liquor, seventh grade, got high. You know, some eighth grader took us in the woods, showed us what a bong was, got high in the <laughs> woods. Um, <clears throat> I didn't start really using drugs every day until I was, freshman or something, you know, it was like little high school parties. And, and the most part in high school, I felt like uh, my drug use, I mean, I think just common to most people, I was in suburban Virginia, outside Washington. Um, you know, we'd smoke weed on the weekends and get high and drink. And, and I, I did I always felt like I took a little bit more risk than other people. I think like mm. my friends were always kind of like, yeah, hey, Brian, like Brian's a little bit crazy. You know, like, you know, like we... Get oh, yeah. some drug that some you know was like, yeah, hey, we're gonna eat a bunch of acid or eat a bunch of mushrooms and smoke a bunch of weed and you know and it was it was always uh, I never felt I mean I think there's a very common theme to addicts is like you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. There's something that just about me. I could play on team sports, but I was alone. I, mm -hmm. I had friends that were on. I had friends on my baseball team, but they weren't friends with me. You know, it was just you always kind of had like a, I'm different. You know, I'm I'm a loner, and I don't know if that's true with every addict, but it was definitely part of my early experiences. So drugs, going through high school was a very good way for me to break that kind of awkwardness that I felt, kind of being able to uh, be the life of the party, get the, get the drunkest, you know, get high, you know, and and kind of be wild and. You know, it, it didn't. I didn't have any uh, repercussions because I was young. You know, mm -hmm. that's basically. I totaled a car when I was a senior in high school, drunk, same. and um, exact same way. Yeah. man. <laughs> my friend went through the windshield. <laughs> oh and, damn, dude! And uh, and the hot. You know, we went to the hospital. He was all right. I mean, it was Thank it God, was a man, bad little Clifton Road accident, but. Um, Nothing was that bad. I got, I, I applied to colleges. I played lacrosse and football in high school. Um, I got into uh, colleges that I wanted to. And uh, my freshman year, I went away to Vermont and uh, smoked a lot of weed. And then there was kind of a change where it was like, okay, I got away from my parents. I got away from family and I got away from kind of like doing activities and it really started to focus on just doing drugs and it started getting into hard drugs and cocaine and um, you know pills and taking ecstasy and stuff and, and then I came home from college and uh, one of my friends was into doing heroin and he was driving up with another friend of mine to New York and getting it and we went up there one time first time I did it I was sick as a dog and I, I was throwing up in this kid's backyard all day. And then 
my other friend came and said, hey, we're going to go to a concert. Sean doesn't want to go. Went to a concert, long story, came home, and my best friend had passed away, had overdosed in a bed. And and at that point, it was kind of like, I think that was kind of my first introduction to like, I remember my friend's mom telling me, she was like, you're doing drugs that have serious repercussions now. You got, you're getting consequences yeah. from your actions. And I, I kind of took it, I remember her saying it at his funeral and kind of being like, yeah, I didn't care. I don't, there was still something about me that I don't know what it, it just, I didn't, it didn't register with me. I, I ended up transferring to go out to Arizona and um, I went out there with all intentions of going to engineering school and, and doing well and man, and about a month in, I'm living with kids that are selling drugs and um, doing a bunch of cocaine and I started doing heroin out there all the time in Phoenix and it was about a year and a half of just ugly life of, you know, just doing little things to get money. I dropped out of school. I ended up a year and a half later driving home all the way across the country, sick as a dog, sick from withdrawals, and, and got home. And my parents, I think they kind of started to put a picture together that something wasn't right. And I, I came home, was like, I'm going to clean up and everything. Um... I, I got a job in construction, um, started dating this girl. She ended up being a heroin addict, started using heroin here, kind of turned into like kind of another four-year escapade of living out of houses in, in Vienna and Falls Church and Arlington and using drugs with her and um, ended up getting in a motorcycle accident with her. And uh, broke my femur, my bones, my ribs, knocked out all my teeth. Um, I got all the implants. <laughs> you wanna, they're actually better than my real teeth. They look great, dude. Yeah, I, they're right. I could never tell. Yeah, no, it actually, my teeth weren't that straight. Um, but That's crazy, man. I can't even imagine what that, what yeah, that was so I, like. That sounds like a horrible accident. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Fairfax Hospital for a couple months, and I didn't move, yeah. and um, I got out. Course I had a drug charge because I had needles on me and I knew I was going to jail and um, I got off uh, it was a le legal search and seizure because I had to, they weren't allowed to take them from me or something and so the judge gave me the harshest sentence he could for reckless driving I didn't get a drug charge but I went to jail for like reckless driving on my motorcycle and um, I got a year but only had to serve six months. Mm. But it was an intensive drug addiction program, and that was kind of where I got introduced to, like, hey, there's recovery and stuff. Like, they'd make us go to NA meetings inside jail. and yeah. It was all right. I mean, I had friends in there. Two of my <laughs> you know, like... It's a recipe for disaster yeah, it was, right it was, there. And then I, and then, um, I got out, and I um, started dating this other girl, my friend from jail was a heroin addict and I got her into it and then that was kind of like another long four years of uh, I told my parents knew what I was doing I had separated my dad I remember one time visiting me in jail and he was like I hope you learned your lesson and I was like I'm a drug addict you know like that's all I know you know it just yeah. I was about 28 years old and um 
I thought that that's how I was going to die. And it came down to one night, I was living in the house, my girlfriend had left me, she was gone, and I was sitting with my dog, and I remember thinking, God, if there is a way out, like, please show me a way out. And the next day I called my parents who I hadn't spoken to in years, and, and I, I drove down, they live in South Carolina, and I drove down to the where they live and they were like, you need to go to a rehab. And they sent me to a rehab in the middle of Georgia. And um, it was good. I went there for three or four months and like got, you know, got back and got into a program. And I went back to their their house. Um, they live in, in Hilton Head and it was a small little NA group there and like just like six people. And it was back in 2001 and I really felt like this is good and everything but my parents didn't live there all the year they just lived there sometime during the winter and then they would go and, and travel and stuff so I ended up moving up to Charleston with a friend and I got clean for a little while and I feel like I, I like I had like I think a lot of NA people get scared away from the world is like a selfish view because they, they see selfish as like, I'm not selfish. I don't always think about myself. But but I had a self-centered like life. My, my life was how I viewed the world from outside of my eyes. And like mm. what I needed to take care of. And it was always like, what I need next? And what what, what do I need? What, 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 what give me, you know, like, oh, I have this problem. I have this problem. And it's not self-centered, but it it is. It's like the world... Not the world revolves around me, but I'm at the center of my life because that's all I know. And so um, the girl that I used heroin came and lived with me in Charleston, and she ended up getting pregnant and moving back up here. And I moved up to Arlington in 2003, and my son was born. She left and started going using drugs and moved to California. My son mm. came and lived with me, and um, we lived in Arlington. I went through a number of years of not really going to meetings, but um, not using drugs. You know? oh, wow. uh, <laughs> I, I would drink, you know, because I worked in construction, and and I I, I think I would I, I was enough of a, an alcoholic as well. I, a drug was enough of a choice for me that I could. I knew the ramifications of going to drugs, but I, I would drink, you know, and like. I, I drank way too much and um, several years went by and all the same problems, you know, and, and I, I'd always think back about, man, like the problems aren't the drugs. It's, it's actually wrong with me. But um, I ended up meeting my wife and getting married real quickly. I do everything. Like we got <laughs> married. I met her one month and got married like the next month. Damn. Yeah, it was crazy. That is quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we moved hey, in together. Yeah, and her daughter, uh, she had one daughter in Honduras and she has one daughter that lived with us and my son and we just kind of made it work and the kids were going to school and they were little and we were living in Arlington and my wife really never drank or did drugs and I, I told her about my past but she was just kind of like okay like and my wife could never like I don't think she ever really ever drank like more than two drinks ever at a time so like right. I'd be like let's go out to a bar in Arlington and like she drank and she'd be fun you know and it was just like I really I couldn't 
couldn't drink with her, you know, and we had kids. So I, it just became something that I just did, never did anything. Um, right about that time they started, uh, so I stopped drinking, but, um, I would start, I started eating marijuana gummies, um, uh, because it started being popular with, was legal, <laughs> not legal in Washington, but I'd go buy yeah. them at places and like, instead of drinking, I would just eat those. And even sometimes my son would be like, man, dad, you're slow. You know, <laughs> we'd go out to dinner and I'd be like, I'd eat like a couple gummies, you know? And, and I remember one time him being like, I was like paying a bill somewhere and he was like, what's your problem? You know, like my, my son was starting to get old yeah. enough to kind of realize it. And then, um, about four years ago, my wife's older daughter who was going to come live with us was in a motorcycle accident and died. Jeez. And she, Man, and, I'm sorry. and then my wife, didn't say anything for about a year mm. didn't talk and i kept telling her like i stopped do doing drugs it always kind of bothered her and i stopped everything about four years ago and i would tell her like hey you know like you have to find a higher power or some you know and, and i kind of felt like here i am this person that only sees myself like trying to tell her about the things that would um, get her some understanding because I think at that level of pain that she was in, you needed something more than yourself. And yeah. so I kept talking to her and talking to her and I would drink every now and again, but I, I, I kind of really cut back and and in about a year, we started just talking and going for long walks and talking. And, and, and at that point, I really realized I was like, I still feel an incompleteness that I, I, I had something that when I went to go to meetings and work on myself that I felt like was changing. And it kind of, I just got away from it. And it was a relapse. Is what it was, yeah. and I didn't ever really put it together. I thought I just kind of got out of it, but um, going back to NA and um, going back to meetings, I realized that that's what it is. Is there's a in me? There's a connection to what I, I call my higher power source. And what I feel like is when you, when you live a life of trying to help and, and understand and be connected with that, um, you're not living a self-centered life. You're living a God-centered life. And the God-centered life is a, is a part of the NA program that kind of relates to um, how I want to live my life and, and that's what it is, is you have connections with people because they're living that same program. We all are, we all came from the same, whatever you believe in, I'm, I was never taken to church, I wasn't religious, but whatever you believe in, there's something that created us and there's something that created all of us that's in us. And that's what I felt as a child, I think, is being like that's that like I have my body and um, I abused it with drugs and, and my mind got warped because of drugs but it was because my soul was never 
the inside of me, who I really was, was never connected to what I, I've come to believe is what keeps me clean. And, mm. and once you come to that belief that this thing cares about me, this source, this energy, this intention of life that, that gave me life is what takes care of me, what gives me food, it's unbelievable. Because I, I, I wake up every day and since I've, I've, I mean, I started a new job, I like, I'm, I don't wait for things. Everything that I have, I, I, I don't need anything. I'm not waiting for, I, I was always trying to get to the next high, trying to get mm -hmm. the next run. I can't wait for the weekend because yeah. there's going to be this party here and like, I can't wait to, to do this. But even as I got older, even when it wasn't about drink, it was like, I can't wait till my son's old enough that like he can go away and I can go on this trip, you know, or I could, I'm not waiting for anything anymore. Every day I'm exactly where I need to be. And it, it's connecting to the source of my, my higher power that, that it's constantly searching. And it's not like a, it's not like a, a light bulb go, it's not like a bomb goes off. It's really not. But to me, it, it's that constant striving to get closer and kind of understand. And what I do, what's changed about my life is I look for little things, look for little God's teachings in in life that I, I like in nature, you know, I can sit there and stare at the stars and I'm like, God goes on forever. God, like you were such a tiny little speck in time and space. Yeah, I'm, I'm nothing, you know? And, and then when <laughs> you feel that way, you're like, I'm all, as far as the universe, I'm a speck of dirt on the underside. You know, it's like I'm, it's, I'm just, I'm just here to be. But I'm part of it. I'm, I'm part of life. And, and you know, I think to really tap into that, you can't drink. You can't use drugs. You have to take care of your body. You have to get good sleep. You got to take care of other people. And that, and I think, that's what NA has really brought to me is that, it's not about, it's. Do more for others than you do for yourself. And mm. I do have a hard time doing things. Because <laughs> the first time you were like, you're like, hey, can you go lead this meeting? Hey, can you go? And I'm, I'm, I, I understood it. I was like, you know what, God, thank you for putting Barnes in my life because he pushes me to do stuff. Like, like honestly, I'm just, I just, I don't, man. It, it's a character defect you know it's like i just want to go home you know and yeah, it's like but yeah. but doing stuff where like i can speak and and you know maybe someone's like oh yeah i've been there you know or, you know like like we were kind of tell it's it really feels like um every day not waking up and thinking about drugs or how to get drugs or how i gotta feel about my body and it, it was like a it was like a trance of how am I going to get drugs? How am I going to, you yeah. know, what? And now to be, it is a miracle that, that deserves all praise that I wake up and you know what? I'm like, I'm exactly how I, I feel. I can go. I don't, I don't have any lies that I'm like hiding from. I, I'm, I'll be an open book to anyone. That, you know, I don't tell my history to people I work with, but that, that's kind of, you know, here nor there. But I'll tell anyone, you know, like where I've been, what oh, I've yeah. been through. And I, and I think that like part of that just, it was never part of my life. And, and that part of me that it's like, 
yeah, you know what? I am who I am. I'm connected to um, an eternal living source. You know, eventually my body will die and I will, I don't know what happens, you know? <laughs> but I'm, I'm, almost, I'm excited for that. You know, yeah. I'm excited about, I will be excited to die, man. I, and not, you know, like I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with, uh, and, and to go from a level where, you know, I really felt like God, like, Hey, you know, either kill me now or show me another way. And, um, I felt the hand of God showed me another way. And it took me a long time to get it cause I did not get it. But, um, I think that's it's starting you know and oh, yeah. it's always a work in progress you know yeah. I, I think about all the things that I, I've like done and like man it doesn't come all at once for me you know I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not that smart <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come all at once but it, same here man but I, like, but I like, learn new stuff every day I know and I learn and, and from even people. about like recovery related yeah. stuff I get new perspectives shown to me constantly where I'm just you know sometimes I'm baffled and, and I'm like how have I never thought of it that yeah. way before? You know, like, and I was okay. dumb. I mean, I never read <laughs> books in school or anything. I've read like 12 books in the last like six months. I mean, I'm, re I'm read physics books and I'm like, I'm like, this shit's wild. This is like, <laughs> you know, and it's like that constant, like I used to always think like, man, I like to get high because like I find everything interesting. I never knew that all that really exists inside me. Yeah, I don't need yeah, the drugs. Uh, it was a symptom of of this unconnected, awkward person that just didn't know what else to do and they trained himself yeah. to use drugs to, you know, but I, I'm forever grateful uh, for, for NA, for the people that I speak to. I see God in everybody. I do not, I do not look to fight or quarrel. It's like, man, there's, there's so much, life is so much more important than you know the little things and and you know really being of service that's the whole is is how do you give back you know because yeah. the only thing you can leave on this earth is an impression of how you were how you treated people how you treated the lowest person how you treated the next guy you know the guy you know, how you treat everybody is the only thing that remains after you're gone all your possessions don't mean shit you know all the thing all your accomplishments they don't mean anything. The only thing that means something is how you treat people and animals. I have a big thing for animals. <laughs> I, love I love that, my man. dog. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I, I love my dog. I, I, I bought my my I bought my dog, and a year later, my daughter was like, I, "Like I want a cat," and I was like, "All right, I'm not really a cat person. I love my cat too. My cat <laughs> is cooler than my dog." <laughs> He fetches stuff, yeah. Like your I'll, cat, yeah. I'll fetch, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he fetches little balls, and I'll throw them, and he'll grab them, and he'll hold them, and then he'll bring them back like a little dog. He's funny. That's so funny, man. Yeah, man. It's it's all so, man. Everything you said, dude. I loved how uh, I loved how you were describing, like you know, coming to the sense of, you know, there's so much more than uh, than just us, right? Like this, whatever it is, right? You know, I've, for me personally, I've come to. You know, I've come to find an understanding and build a relationship with just energy itself, mm -hmm. the energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. um, for me, like that's that's my understanding of a higher power. 
is you know what it whatever it is that makes everything exist mm-hmm. that guiding energy source um and like you were saying man like that shit's gonna be around after i'm gone yeah so you know what am what am i here to do like really like and and just live you know for me i used to always um dude I t- even even this conversation <laughs> we're having right now like back during my active addiction, mm-hmm. I would never ever want to have a convo like this if I wasn't high, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's yeah. cool or whatever, but yo, let's yeah. get high first. Yeah, I gotta, and, I gotta get high. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas, um, whereas now, you know, I can have like full in-depth conversations about stuff like coming to believing and understanding in a higher power, um, and learning through you know the experiences of others. And actually, like listening and paying attention and allowing, allowing myself to be open-minded to that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never used to consider, you know, what other people had to say if it didn't involve a way for me to get more drugs. Yeah. Um, dude, you you described it perfectly when you you talked about it as being like almost in a trance. Um, you know, I've I've heard about it. You know, like tunnel vision, like living in. You know, I was I was talking to my friend Tamika last week, and mm-hmm. she said she lived in like a two block radius, um, and I felt the exact same way, just in mm-hmm. in terms of like the activities I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I did one activity, and that activity was getting fucked up. Yep. Um, I didn't want to do anything else other than it. Um, you know, because it was the only thing I knew to make myself feel good. Um, you were, you know, and and being in a sort of trance like that. Um, man, for me, it was just a constant downward spiral. And it was a cycle, too. It was like an mm. endless loop that I didn't see any way out of. Um, you know, for me, I like to describe it in, you know, like I would get fucked up. I would do fucked up things. Then I would feel guilty, shameful, regretful. Mm. And to avoid those feelings, I would get high. I would get fucked up. Mm. Because the only way I knew how to feel good and, you, you know, and like deal with painful emotions like that was to get outside of myself if it was if it was a substance didn't matter what it was if it would make me feel different i wanted more of it yeah and i could never get enough of that shit <laughs> um you know you were talking about alcohol i i had a, a long phase man where you know i used to swear like man if i could just drink beer and smoke weed i'd be fine man all my, yeah. all my problems would, would go yeah. away <laughs> i would be like man it was all good when you smoke weed and drink Right. That was what I'd convince myself of. Same, man. I would convince myself of that. Um, and then I would have nights where I only drank. And I would drink till I was blacking out and throwing yeah. up and giving myself alcohol poisoning. Oh, and and so doing it, some heinous shit. And I arrested. tell people, I, I, I would always explain like, my night's drinking. I'd be like, yeah, I went up here and I was like drinking here. And I was like, I don't remember after I went here. And they'd be like, you blacked out? And I'm like, I black out every every time. Yeah. Like, I would black out every <laughs> yeah. weekend. You know, I was yeah. like, I never Same did here, black man. out. Like, I, I was just, I was like, I don't remember. I, and people yeah. would be like, you don't remember us going? And the, everyone would look at me like, you don't remember going? And I'd be like, no, nah, I blacked out. Yeah. You know, you saw how much I was drinking. I would pound, like, that was my thing was like, I would throw them back. Like, yeah. right, right, left, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, man, it's it's that uh, it's, it's a disease a, it's of addiction. A, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a way that my mind like yeah. it's a way everything worked for me, and people didn't understand if you were an addict with me because I remember with the uh, my son's mother was a heavy user, and I remember one time quitting. And you were talking about it last week. You were like, I told my parents, I was like, I'm I'm quit, like I'm not using drugs anymore, mom and dad, and I was doing it for them. 
and I hadn't seen her in a couple months and she came over to my house and she was like, I'm going to get drugs right now. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, it was, right. it was like, there was Go no, mode. there was no, there was never, if you put drugs in front of me or gave me the opportunity to go get them, I'm sorry. I had no, you know, yeah. I, I, it was just go. Yeah. Yeah. I had no. <laughs> Dude, trust me. Yeah. I, had to, I had to. And that was it. And that, that, I've heard you talk about it too. In the meetings and stuff was like part of, part of my problem was when I came back up here, I didn't get rid of all. I didn't get rid of all my friends mm-hmm. until the end. Yeah. Until the last year where I just was like, look, it just doesn't work with me and some friends because yeah. I know what they do, man. And yeah, like man. we'd go for, on ski for trips me, that's and stuff. One of the and hardest like, things for and me like there's do. friends I got that I'm like, yeah, man, I'll talk to you on Facebook and stuff, but I can't. Uh, I'll probably yeah. never see you again. You yeah, because I know what they are. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. When um when I when I first got clean, you know, I didn't change anything about my life, dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I was still hanging around <laughs> all the same people, you know. And I was a man. I was a fucking jackass when I was clean. I was fully clean and sober for six months. You know, not working any type of recovery program. Yeah. You know, I was doing it get to, I was doing it to get my parents off my ass. You know, I had just gotten a DWI. You know, I went through a drug induced psychosis, right? So everyone was like freaking out. Yeah. I freaked out a little bit after the drug induced psychosis, but <laughs> you know, that sh- that shit was really crazy, man. Um, you know, I'd been I'd been it was it was I was smoking so much weed. It was a little bit of marijuana induced psychosis coming on. Um, but then I was taking a bunch of acid and Molly, um, MDMA, ecstasy, mm-hmm. um, dude. And I, I seriously thought a Mexican drug cartel was following me, you know, and I like drove, I thought I was getting followed all the way up to New Jersey. I was on the New Jersey turnpike, you know, and I like threw my phone, like wallet, took my shoes off and was like, man, I'm done. Like, you know, I swear, cause I yeah. thought they were tracking my phone, man. Yeah. You know, I remember, uh, I remember driving on the turnpike, seeing this big ass, this big black, like Chevy Suburban pull up, like two dudes in it. And they like match my speed and <laughs> the dude in the passenger seat. It's not it. funny, but I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're <laughs> so, saying. Yeah. So I, I look back on it, you know, and I laugh about this, right? Cause yeah. dude, you could take one look at it yeah. and you're like, yeah, no cartel was ever following this kid. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But, dude, I, I remember looking over and, uh, you know, I don't know if I hallucinated the whole thing or, or if it was just like a little, little bit of a break from reality and I just interpreted things differently. But, um, but man, this guy, passenger seat, he had a brick laptop, right? One of those real thick yeah. laptops, like the ones that cops mm-hmm. had. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was just a, like a state police car or something, yeah. like an undercover. But they both kind of looked over at me dude looked down at his at the brick laptop and then they looked back at each other and they nodded and then they like pulled in behind me and I was instantly I was like oh shit they're tracking my phone like there's no way I'm gonna lose these guys so I got rid of my phone and shit and dude I ended up getting getting a DWI man I was at the end of that night that shit was so crazy man I was like knocking on people's doors in Trenton New Jersey talking about hey can I make a phone call like making up some shit like you know like I, I lost my phone i got my phone stolen can i just make a phone call um and it was you know af- after all that right coming out of that you know I, I like to you know i like to think there was a small part of me that was like finally starting to realize like yeah this shit is getting very very out of control very fast um you know but even even those thoughts of you know finally beginning to see how my life was you know starting to get unmanageable 
that wasn't enough, man. Because after six months, you know, after I had kind of, you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I thought I had convinced my parents that I was going <laughs> to be cool. Um, you know, me and my ex-girlfriend at the time, we had like made things made things right. So we were on good terms. You know, my friends, my boys who were like starting to get real worried about me, they seemed to be chilling out. Um, and it was my 21st birthday, man. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm the, and dude, you talked about how, you know, it's just that, that one, uh, that one situation and it was right back to it. Like, hell yeah, come on, yeah. let me get that like back to go mode. Um, dude, after being queen and silver for six months, a little bit over six months, actually 21st birthday, I was like, I'm going to have one shot of Hennessy, man. Just one shot of Hennessy to celebrate, yeah. man. Never in my life, right? Never in my <laughs> life. Have I had one shot? Never in my life have I smoked one joint. Never yeah. in my life have I taken one pill, one hit, snorted one line, yeah. dropped one tab. Yeah. You know, like I always took it to whatever, you know, the yeah. extreme. Um, and dude, I just, you know, a perfect example of, you know, the insanity of the yeah. disease of once addiction never for me. Yeah. yeah, once once too many thousand, never yeah. enough. Dude, with the with the intention of having one shot of Hennessy, I went to the corner store and bought a fifth of Hennessy. <laughs> so what was I doing, bro? <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. get a little nib. You know, I didn't get a little little pint. I, I was like, hey man, let me get that fifth yeah. Hennessy right up there on the top shelf. Um, you know, and I drank pretty. I drank that old fifth that night. I'm pretty sure. Blacked yeah. out. Snuck in a couple bars and. Yeah, I was very similar. Like I was clean for six months, and I was I moved up uh, to Charleston, South Carolina, and. First night, you know, I'm going out and I'm like, no, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink, you know. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of weeks went by and I was like, yeah, I can have a drink, you know. And it's like, there's something in my friends used to say, you get something in your eyes. It's some someone sees it because I swear, the, this guy at NA said it a couple, uh, this was like a month ago. I, the first night I had a drink, this dude was like offering me coke. This, you know, it was like I, I was like, like when does this fucking happen? You know, and I was like, the like the the first night, like I go back to drinking, I'm doing like lines of coke. You know, and it was just like it's it's just I think you build that mentality and 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 the devil's right there. You know, it's it's yeah. it's right it's right there. It's right outside the door. You know, <laughs> it really that's is, one man. thing that I I just I'll never I'll never look past is like it, it's. It's not even a slippery slope. It's a it's a drop off. It's yeah. a cliff. It's and a double it always, black diamond, dude. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> just you know it's like the second that you fail, yeah, you fail. Yeah, man. but you know and yeah, yeah dude. A, a big thing for me, right when uh you know when I had that uh you know that time abstinent, um you know dude I had every intention of using again throughout that time. Um, you know, it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't up until my current clean date, you know, this time around, you know, that was when I finally was like, yeah, like I completely surrendered to this shit. I'm never not going to be an (laughs) addict, no matter how long I stay abstinent from drugs, you know, I'm still going to be an addict and there's never going to be a time where I can, uh, you know, recreationally and successfully use drugs or alcohol. Um, and it was the first time in my life, man, that I had like, you know, like said that to someone else. You know, I sp- finally spoke up, went to a 12 step meeting and finally spoke up and said that shit. Um, you know, man, and, and I like to say that, you know, today I look at it in terms of, you know, I'm totally powerless over the fact that I have the disease of addiction. 
but I'm not powerless over my recovery. You know, it's a daily reprieve, man. You know, like I hear it all the time in the program, you know, the, all the cliches, right? Like just for today, like, you know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know, I know as long as I don't get high today, I know I'm not going to get high while we're doing this podcast. I know mm-hmm. I'm not going to get high tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and that for me, I look at that in, in terms of like, if I was, you know, cause I'm sick, like I'm sick in the head, man. like I'm genuinely a sick person, right? Like I have this disease that no matter what I do, I just have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if I had another disease, right? Like if I had cancer, like, you know, I'd probably do chemo, mm-hmm. you know, right? If I had, you know, any sort of like, you know, skin condition, if I had diabetes, you mm-hmm. know, if I had whatever it was, you know, like I would take the medicine, like I would see a doctor, like I would do mm-hmm. what I had to do to, you know, recover and, you know, handle that. Um, so with the disease of addiction, man, there's stuff that I have to do every day if I want to stay one step ahead of, yeah. of the devil that's right outside, man. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy to see in myself, you know, like how that, how that line of thinking, um, you know, I was, and I was only able to, you know, finally be able to view it that way from, you know, talking to people like you, man, mm-hmm. like talking to people that have more experience in recovery than I do and people that, you know, came before me and, you know, gave it freely to me, gave the advice and suggestions. Um, man, and you talked about doing service and giving back and, you know, how, and you said how I, I like, kind I, of like, you Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time doing it. You can invite me to like, my boss was like, let's go to a baseball game on Wednesday. And I'm like, it's just, it's something in my brain. I'm just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. when you're like, yeah, just go, you know, and it's like, I'm going to feel like I got to, I feel like I got to get torn in between, you know, um, it's just very hard for me. And, yeah. um, but I know that it's people like you that God puts in, in this world that pushes me, you know, to do stuff. And, and it's like, I just got to be willing. I just got to listen. One of the, I was listening to this, um, someone talking the other day and they said, it's not easy, but it's simple, you know? And, mm-hmm. I, and I like that because it, it, it is, it, it's the hardest thing, but it's also, it's, it's, it's don't use drugs and like go to a meeting, talk to your sponsor. You know, it's simple, yeah. simple life things. What, I heard one time, just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like... I, I used to get, you know, I used to get pissed off when people said that. Like, man, it's a simple program. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah, it's, no, not, it's, yeah. Not. it's not simple. And they're like, yes, it's simple. Yeah. I didn't say it was easy. Yeah, easy. It's fucking hard, yeah. but it's simple, right? Like, yeah. it's not complicated, the, the steps, like, you know, the advice. I don't, I don't get crazy complicated advice from people that I need to like yeah. you know study something to figure out what is it that they mean they're like you know call your network talk to other recovering addicts I don't have to sit there and be like damn like what does that mean like talk to other recovering addicts like it's so hard to figure that out but it is hard to pick but up the phone hard. and talk to other recovering addicts it's hard addicts. to be having a bad day and be like look man my life just I don't feel good today man yeah. I like it you know cause that's not the way we're trained, man. And yeah. I, I, that's one thing I look at, like, people is like, you know, a lot of people, like, in this world will be like, oh, yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. You know, I can I can get in a real bad spot real quick, you know, and I can get, like, man, I don't belong here. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. I, I can get real, you know, it's like my head will twist and be like, just, you know, 
go do what you do best. Go, you know, it's like, and that's that's the part of my brain that is is it's a it's trained in addiction, you know. And, yeah. and I gotta center myself. I gotta go to a meeting. I gotta. I pray. I pray hard, man. I pray when I wake up. I thank God, and I, I look for guidance and I look for things that 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 teach me the things that I need to do next. And I oh, thank yeah. them when I go to bed that. You know, I, I made it here and I'm clean. And yeah. Then, and then that, then that starts another day. And I don't think about, you know, two years from now, am I going to be clean? No. Right, right. <laughs> because that, cause my <laughs> that brain was, will That was really me. hard yeah. for me to get past at first, man. I used to have, dude, I used to, one of my biggest reservations, um, and I still, you know, I still catch myself thinking about this sometimes, is like, when I retire, you know, am I going to, you know, still yeah. be clean when I'm retired, you know? And uh, I used to dwell on that so much for some reason. Um, but now, you know, I'm finally able. I'm at a point in my life today where I'm like, you know what? Like, when I retire, it'll be another day. And what have I been doing every single day for over two years now? Saying mm-hmm. I'm just not going to get hot today. So it's going to be the exact same when I retire, man. If I really want this shit, I have the tools, the knowledge, mm-hmm. the people, the support system, the network to you know, allow me to stay clean if, yeah. if it's what I want for my life. In my, my life, I don't see, uh, good point, I don't see myself retiring. I mean, I, I see my getting away from work at some right, point. Right, But I think I'll, I'll, like, there's there's part of, like, there's part of a fulfillment that I've gotten that I believe will grow that my hope is that I'm always able to go out and give and I can, yeah. you can always go do different stuff. And I think of it more as less retirement. Like we help out my wife's family a lot. They're, they're not real well, you know, they're in third world country and they don't mm-hmm. have food and clothes and stuff. I got a whole family that has all this Ravens gear <laughs> that are part of Honduras but um, like yeah. you know we send them stuff and like I plan on going down there at one point and like building a home and, and you know letting my, my wife kind of enjoy like giving back to her family and that's like amazing, you man. know and like that's kind of what I kind of look at stuff like that like wow maybe one day I could do this you know maybe I could go you know and, and like that's what I want to do, you know, yeah. like, I work in an office, you know, like, I ain't going to do that till I'm dead, that right. ain't going to be my legacy, right. you know, I, got, I love my job, I'm great, you know, it, it, it's a miracle to what, what, what has happened to me, it, it's unbelievable, sometimes yeah, I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm like, this is, is unreal, <laughs> dude, I, I can't believe this shit, man, yeah, like, like, I, I, I mean, believe. I looked down on Connecticut Avenue, I was like, I've walked, <laughs> like, drunk down that street, high, yeah. looking for drugs, I've, I've Met up with drug dealers right over off, you know, that street over there. New York Avenue used to have, a, I used to have a spot over there where I used to cop. I was like, and now I'm working in building buildings that are like right there, you know. And I'm like, it's it blows my mind. That's just that's just one of those things where I'm like, that ain't that's not my power. That's definitely a yeah. higher power. It's got to be something, yeah. something more. Yeah. It's, it's all part of a story, you know, and, and that's yeah. the beauty of it is, like, I don't talk about my drug use, and and um, a lot of it I've kind of, like, I'm 47, and a lot of my worst drug use days were a long time ago, so I try to, I do remember when you were talking about, like, one of my worst times was, I was, uh, when I was in my motorcycle accident, I was doing yeah. so much dope yeah. that, that they couldn't keep me asleep, 
they do the surgery on my leg and I kept waking up. And I, mm. all I remember is like, it seemed like a year of like waking up in the surgery and being like, ow, I can feel you like, ow, ow. And I, I'd knock over the trays and they, they, they ended Jeez. up handcuffing me down. Um, like restraining me to do the surgery, and I was like, I'm, a, I like, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm like, I would feel it, you know. I'm Damn. like, I'm like, I'm awake, I'm awake, you know. I'm just like they, telling they them they can yeah. keep you sedated. Yeah, like, they give me morphine, and they and, they, and I, I'd be like, I'm like, I'm yeah. alright, man. I'm like, I feel it. I was like, I, I can feel you playing with my bones. And, and Damn, I was it was hell, and I I remember uh, just bad. Yeah, um, I never got super paranoia I don't think well, there was one time in Arizona where it was just like yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I, I, I got it yeah it's, it's just kind of sense chills because it that almost feeling, feels man. like two different people yeah, sometimes dude. you know dude, it's, like, I, uh, it's like I was so fucked up for a while yeah. that like I, I don't even I wasn't even like I was a conscious person you know like mm-hmm. the, the amount of people that I just like would be like yeah, I get money for them I'll take it and go buy drugs and I never see them again you know and it was just like it was just daily you know, yeah. so I, yeah, dude, I've got I'm, some making up to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're making a living amends right now, man. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I uh, I I remember. Um, you know, I I talked to my family uh, about uh, you know, what it was like when I was in my psychosis. Um, and man, my my little brother, man, he he says it was like you were a different person. He yeah. says it wasn't you anymore. That's that's kind of how he describes it. Um, something along those lines. And thinking back to it, you know, it really, like those, like I have all those memories, yeah. and they seem like I was, kind of like, from like those memories are like from a third person view. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they don't totally. seem like yeah. they're my memories, yeah. but they are my memories. Um, and it was it was the weirdest thing, right, man? Because you know, like I've had crazy you know, psychedelic trips and stuff before. But, like, that psychosis was, like, you know, throughout the whole time of it, it definitely seemed like reality to me. You know, like, no one could tell me otherwise. I was 100% convinced that I was being followed by either a Mexican drug cartel or, like, some sort of secret society that was meant to, like, watch, watch out for people like me that were starting to cause problems and... You know, learn a little bit too much about how things were being run, and it was like it's like the most bizarre thing ever, dude. And I got a, I got a buddy of mine, dude. I got a buddy of mine who calls it, uh, he calls it playing window Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, looking out the window, being like, yo, there's people out there watching me, man. Like, watch me, man. Like, oh shit, I gotta do more drugs. Like, yeah, okay. Like, who's watching me? Who's watching me? Um, man. Like, you know, I I used to get real bad paranoia doing cocaine sometimes. Um. Dude, I had one of my craziest uh, nights on cocaine. Right, I was I was convinced that the uh, the apartment next to mine was uh, like undercovers, like it was like a setup, and they were like doing a stakeout, not of my apartment, but they were doing a stakeout of like you know the apartment building across the street. Um, Cause I was I was I thought that I was like hearing stuff like through the wall of like radio chatter and like communications and stuff and and I got so paranoid I took I remember I took all my shit it was like man it was like 4:30 a.m. I was the only person still awake in my apartment my ex was like passed out in my room you know my boys were all asleep and stuff cuz we'd all been out partying 
I remember like running to the kitchen, like taking all these little baggies of Coke that I'd stashed everywhere, putting them all together, running to the bathroom, closing the door, putting a towel under the door and like just like focusing on like, okay, I can't make any noise and I have to get rid of all of this Coke right now. <laughs> And how am I going to get rid of it? I'm going to yeah, fucking, fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, bro, it was, it, was, it was, like, one of the craziest things, right? And, like, you know, I stayed up. That that time in particular, you know, it was, like, I stayed up all night. It was, like, 11, it was, like, 11.30, almost noon the next morning. Um, and, you know, I, I went out to the kitchen to grab a glass of water. Um, and one of my roommates was out there. And I'm sure I probably looked so crazy. And he was just like, oh, what's up, man? You were up early. You were up pretty late last night, weren't you? And I was just like, yep. he knows. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm surprised I woke up this early. You know, I, you know, I'll probably go back to sleep. Went right back to the bathroom, bro. <laughs> just, you know, and, and I used to hide stuff like that, right? Like, you know, because... For me, man, you, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, I could relate to what you were saying about, you know, always feeling kind of out of place, you know, like you didn't mm -hmm. really belong. And man, I could be at a party surrounded by all my friends and, you know, I would still want to get, you know, I would be like, man, like I don't feel fucked up enough to really yeah. just let go yet. You know, I want to be able to just let go and not have to worry about, you know, oh, I'm going to be awkward in this situation or oh, I'm going to do this right and so I wanted to be known, right? I wanted to be known as like that party animal, that crazy motherfucker who, you know, was willing to, you know, he'd, be do, he'd yeah. do anything, right? I, like, I think that's at the core of a lot of addicts is yeah, like, it was you, at the core you of kind of had minute. to feel like you could do more than anyone. Yeah. You know, like if my friends were doing drugs, it was like, no, let me show you, let me show you how to do drugs. Because yeah. I, I remember coming back from college one time and like other friends were around, they were like, yeah, we're going to do some drugs, you know? And it was like, no, let me show you how to do it. Yeah. I think if there's a, a part of a core with drug addicts that uh, you felt like you had to like, you had to be the bigger drug addict. Yeah, you know? yeah dude. <laughs> it's a big part of NA too. Like sometimes <laughs> totally. I think, you know, because it's like everyone's got a story, you know, and everyone probably did way much more than they should, you know, yeah. obviously, because that, you know, you don't end up, but uh, I think it's, I think it's just funny that when I hear other people saying like, I, it's like, man, I, think that way too you know yeah. i was always like no one used more drugs than i did. you know like <laughs> i'd be like on the level of conscious like i remember i don't know how many times i overdosed but like the nature of my drug was like i kind of overdosed every time i went to bed you know like yeah. i, I kind of would use until like i would do you know enough coke and then enough heroin then enough coke and then enough heroin and like i'd be mixing speed balls to you know just to kind of get that right balance where i'd be like all right now it's time to go out and party and mm -hmm. it's like I, I would be like in between like anxiety and like not and off, you know, right, I was just like, right. it's a mess, you know, yeah, it's like, you just, you just killing yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the miracle is like, I know that about me, but gosh, I, I know what it feels like to be like now. Just like, God, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to feel that way again. Same. My mind will trick me into putting me in spots. Right, but my soul, I, I, I love being who I am right now. Yeah, I love being clean and and seeing my kids grow up. My son's in college, and I, I'm a good dad. He and luckily for a lot of it, he never saw, you know. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's, my wife, and and it's it's a miracle. Um, 
But I think anyone can is, do it. Anyone can do it because there's nothing special about me. You know, yeah. and it's like, I, I would tell anyone, like, man, I don't know, you know, I don't know your past, but, like, anyone can do it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, that's something that's huge for me, right, is um, that having that mindset of being able to look at the way my life is now. And, like, anytime my mind starts playing playing those tricks on me, it's like, I don't ever want to go back to what it was like yeah. a little bit over two years ago. You know, like, my life is so amazing right now. It doesn't even feel real. Yeah. You know, the life I live today, I never even had, you know, I never envisioned that this was ever possible. Yeah. Uh, dude, you you said, you know, you thought you were going to die. I, at the end of my... At the end of my active addiction, I'd accepted that I was going to die of a drug overdose, uh-huh. right? I'd OD'd like so many times, man. And it was just like, psh, yeah. one of these times, man, I'm going to yeah. go out. It is what it is. There's not shit I can do about it. Uh-huh. Um, and man, like through the program of recovery, man, like I get reminded every single day uh-huh. that it's always possible to turn, to turn things around, man. And whatever it is that I want to achieve in my life, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, man, I just didn't have any hope. You know, I used to think that was bullshit. Someone talk about all their dreams and aspirations and goals. And I'd be like, you know, I'd say like, oh yeah, I want to do this, 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 and this. But the whole time I'd be like, and I really just want to get yeah. high. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good. I just want to have enough money to get high today, tomorrow. And just give me a pile of drugs. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And I remember going to NA right at the very beginning and, um, I'm, I, I never told anyone this. I took drugs to my first meeting. Damn. I had man. a knife. <laughs> I was oh like, God, if someone tries to rob me of my drugs, because I was at my parents' house and I had enough drugs to like kind of get me through a couple days of not being sick before I was going to rehab. And they were like, mm-hmm. we need to go to an NA meeting. And I was like, all right, but I'm not going to leave the drugs here because I know you'll find them. So I, I had them in my car and I went to this NA meeting and I was like, I can't leave them in the car. Someone's going to like come in. And I was like, and someone, you know, these are drug addicts. Like, everyone's going to want to use drugs. Like, I I just, I never thought that there was people out there that really wanted to quit drugs. I thought that the NA was a group of people that were just, like, grinding their teeth and holding <laughs> hands and just being like, fuck life. You know, like, we're going to hold on for one more day. You know, it's like, I didn't know it was like, no, it's like, no, you can actually get to a point where you don't. I never thought there was a point where I'd be like, oh, I don't. No, nah, I don't use drugs. You yeah. know, I don't want to. You know, Same. I don't Same. smoke. I don't. I, I'm diabetic, so I don't eat any sugar. I don't. I only eat natural foods. I don't put anything in my body. I try. I try real hard to be good. Because <laughs> 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 I, I like I pray about it. I'm like, show me. And then like I'll, I'll read something on like health and nutrition, and it's like, fuck you, show me. Yeah. You know, I'm like can't eat that anymore. Yeah. Can't have. I'm that. trying to get on that way too. I've lost uh, over 20 pounds since March. Yeah. yeah I've lost oh, actually over 25 now. When my son was born, I weighed two, 250, and I'm down to 175. Oh, I got down That's to 175. Awesome. I'm yeah. like 185 right now. Yeah. I used, to, I, I used to, when I lived in Arlington, I'd be like, man, I ran a mile this morning. I went to Gold's. I ran a mile, lifted a little bit. I, run, I ran I run five miles, seven miles. I can run like. I never hated running. Like, football, I always tell my son did track, and I was yeah. always like, running was the worst part of lacrosse. It was the worst part of football. Dude, like, I, I, was like, I was like, I hate fucking running. Like, you ever make me run? Why don't you just make me do up-downs? You know, yeah. I'm like, I hate, I hate running. Yeah. 
now, running was now a punishment. I'm, like I get in, I get in. I listen to some some podcast in the morning, and oh, like, yeah. uh, like I'm reading my books, and I'm I'm just listening. I don't actually like read the books I listen to, but I think yeah. that's as good as listening. Um, and I'll just get into it, man. I'm like, hour goes by, and I'm like, dude, I ran seven miles. All right, you know, I'm like, done with my steps today. Yeah, I'm trying to get like that, man. I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm out of here running seven miles yet, but dude, even even in the few months that I've been like really starting to uh, to like take my physical health seriously and yeah. like watch how I'm eating and. You know, start making sure that I work out regularly and have like actually set workouts, right? Because man, I used to just go to the gym and like throw a bunch of weights around yeah. and be like, all right, that's cool, I worked yeah. out. Like, um, but like now I'm like starting to get into this routine of you know, and I'm starting to notice like it shows, man. I, I was gonna say, man, like since since I first met you, you know, you I heard you talking about it one time, but I was like, yeah, you look like you getting fit. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to my man Andrew. Um, he's he's been on the podcast. That's yeah. A yes, yeah. He uh, you know, he's safe to say he's like yeah. like my personal trainer. And, and eating puts together the workouts. Eat, I mean, me. working out is is half of it. Eating, oh, eat, eating is a huge part. Of a huge part of it. When I lost, I lost like sixty pounds. When I did, it was because I changed my diet and I like started like looking at life seriously. Like, hey, if I don't make these changes, I'm gonna die of diabetes. Man. Mm. Like. Um, I was bad, but uh, in sleep too, man. I I noticed now my biggest thing is like, I'll go into work and be like, I only got seven and a half hours of sleep. I go to bed. <laughs> oh, like, I go to my wife gets me up at like four thirty. We go to the gym every day. Yeah, and we go hiking every weekend. We go out to Front Royal, hike this ten mile up this mountain, and it's um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And it, and like I go out there. Uh, my dog used to go, but now he's nine and he doesn't. He can't make it anymore. But um, rest his soul. He's he's all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's awesome, dude. It's it's yeah. amazing the stuff that uh you know that I've found like new you know like newly found passions for right because you know I only used to work out because of sports. Yeah. Um, but like now I work out because I want to care about my health more. Yeah. Um, and you know, they say it's a physical, mental, spiritual disease, right? Like, and it's all, all of those things I need to be focused on, right? Because days that I don't hit the gym, days that I eat like shit, don't drink water, yeah. you know, I feel like shit. Yeah. Um, and I used to, you know, I was never even aware of that before, right? Like it wasn't until I like changed up my diet and stopped drinking soda that I noticed like, man, like I was actually eating like trash and constantly feeling yeah. like trash. And I was just so used to it. That, it's just uh, like drugs. Like sometimes, yeah, man, I, sometimes I, and I don't like to, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to say a judging word, but like there's a lot of people I feel like getting in and I'm like, you gotta treat your body a little bit yeah. better because like, man, like, yeah, you got off drugs, but you became so unhealthy with your diet and yep. stuff like dude that was me but, yeah it was me it, <laughs> it was, was me, me too time, it was bro. me big time like that, I that was so much weight when i first got clean i used to work time. i used to work out of trailers and construction and i'd go get a big steak and cheese every day yeah. every and every night dinner you know it was like i'm stopping by wendy's right I was a single dad <laughs> i was a single dad for for nine years and it was mm -hmm. like where do you want to go wendy's chick-fil-a i mean it was just yeah Dude, when I, when I first got clean this time around, when I was living in the recovery house, right, you know, I'd get home from work, and I'd go, I'd stop at Wawa on my yeah. way, way back from work almost every single night, and I'd get uh, 
strawberry cheesecake, large milkshake, <laughs> and not one, but two chicken bacon ranch quesadillas. Uh, and man, that was like my nightly routine. Yeah. Um, and like, I'd still be hungry after and I'd like snack on shit and stuff around the house. Um, I mean, I gained so much weight in early recovery. Um, and, you know, I used to look at it as, you know, well, at least I'm not getting high. Right. But I definitely, you know, developed, you know, I mean, I can develop an addiction to anything. (laughs) Like, it really doesn't matter what it is for me. But, you know, I've really started, my disease started expressing itself in ways that I like was not either ready to pay attention to or wasn't uh, just plain old wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, You know, so I don't know. It's it's something to me today, man. Like, you know, now that the drugs and alcohol and substances, you know, that's not, that's no longer a factor in my life today, right? But my disease is definitely still a factor because mm-hmm. um, it comes out in ways that I am not prepared for. Um, and that's why the, you know, the step work, man, and, and actually talking to other people and working through things, um, you know, and doing the internal work. Um, dude, I, I love, so what that just made me think of is what you said about how, you know, you used to feel like you were always chasing something yeah. or waiting for something. Yeah. Um, and like now you're able it was to always just the be ne- present. Yeah, it was the next thing. Like, what, what is, what is the next thing? Exactly. What, yeah. yeah. So I, I was that way and I'm still that way sometimes, right? That's a oh, yeah. big thing that I'm working on right now on is, is the internal focusing on, you know, I want to improve myself internally. Right, because for the longest time I was always chasing after something, and even probably, man, probably for my whole first year clean, I was that way, man. I was always chasing after like next nice pair of shoes or new nice outfit mm-hmm. or you know what can I do to get a little bit more money? Yeah. Is there a side hustle? You know which cryptocurrency am I about to put money into yeah. now that I you know I'll cross <laughs> I know, my fingers I know and hope it yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, And um, you know I was I was talking about it with Tamika last week, man. I never I never even would pay attention to that, right? Um, when I first got clean this time around, man, I would do shit like uh, you know I'd go up to the guy with the nicest car after the meeting, yeah. and I'd be like, Yo, let me get your number, man. Let me, <laughs> what you got going on? Yeah. And dude, I I was humbled so big one time right because um when i when i first got clean there was this dude who had a nice ass uh like two-door coupe mercedes benz um and i remember being like damn like yo like that shit is amazing bro like how much clean time does he have and i was asking all these questions about it um you know and i could be wrong about this but i it was it was either um it was either his his girlfriend or doesn't matter who it was that wasn't his Mercedes, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like someone else, someone else got someone it took, and was yeah. paying for it or whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh shit, like I got my priorities way messed up. Whereas today, man, one of my closest friends, he also has a brand new Mercedes, but that's not what I. That's not why I'm so close with him, right? That's not why I go to him and ask for advice and suggestions. It's because I recognize. And well before he got the Mercedes, I was going to this guy asking for, you know, advice and suggestions because I saw that he was calm and seemed at peace and mm-hmm. he seemed serene and he didn't seem like he was chasing after something. Yeah. He seemed like he was trying to work on himself internally. Um, and I never, man, I never used to, you know, want people like that to be my role models in oh, yeah. life. Oh, I mean, I mean? I, yeah, I think for like, <laughs> man, I, it was 
my whole career was like once I really got into construction, I was like, I want to be a VP. I want to be a, a vice president. Like until right. I get this level, until I get this level, until I get, you know, six big, until I get 200,000, until I get, the, you know, until I, I was always just chasing and chasing. I have everything I need. You yeah. know, like I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with like, it's, we're, I'm fine. I don't yeah. need, the, and, and the more that I come to understanding, it's like, 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 like I was, like when you were saying, like, like when I retire, I was always like, I want to retire so I can travel the world. And like me and my wife, we're going to, we're, I need to, I need to get, the, I need to get this because when I retire, like we're going to, tra- there's more discovery about myself than any spot in the world. I could go mm. wherever, as long as I'm with people that I love and stuff, I'm happy. You know, when we go hiking yeah, on man. the mountain, sometimes I'm like, I don't need any place special. It's yeah. nice out here. It's beautiful. Nature. I see God. I see animals. A couple deers over there. Look, there's a little, you know, there's a little rabbit over there. I'm like, I don't need places. I need to be inside myself and connected to the source. But once I have that, I don't need anything else. I'm not waiting for anything. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. I'm right where I want to be. People are like, yeah, like, hey, like, hey, you know, it's Monday. It sucks. And I'm like, I'm so thankful I got a job. I got a job (laughs) that I got, like, I have kids. And, like, I'm I'm trying to be a good father. And this is part of it. And there's a time... I hate running. I still hate running. But there's still a time in me, but there's something inside of me that says, there's a time where I need to feel exhausted. I need to feel sweat. I need to feel exa- like my my body. But there's a time for everything. And, and I try to look at, like, enjoy that time. Enjoy the time of lifting weights. Enjoy the time of hiking outside. Enjoy the time doing stuff, being creative on a computer. Being creative is what makes a difference. Anyone mm. can work hard. The thing in life is being creative and helping people, coming up with a way to help people. That's why I'm impressed by you, Barnes. I think this is Thank it's you, a man. it's a big stretch, but it's it's impressive that like I think I think you can do I think you can touch a lot of people and you can help a lot of people and that's where it starts. And you do oh, something yeah. creative and you go out and you put yourself on, you know, you put yourself out there like that and that's that's the spark, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's amazing, man. Dude, we've been going for 69 minutes. Yeah. Shit flew by, huh? Yeah, no. Definitely yeah. doesn't feel like over an hour, man. Better than a meeting. <laughs> yeah. I never got, yeah. It I, goes like, by fast, but it's yeah. it's awesome, man. But yeah, dude, I, everything you just said there, man, it's so powerful to, uh, to you know, be able to have that mindset. Yeah. And, and I don't always have that mindset, but that's... That's what I'm working towards today is how can I be more present? How can I be more connected to the source, to my higher power? Yeah. How can I be more able to, you know, be at peace with what I have and where I'm at in my life today and know that today I'm right where I need to be? Because, mm-hmm. um, man, I uh, I was sharing about it on Wednesday night, man, the other, the other night of my celebration, man. I live in a paradise today. Even on my shitty days where I'm like bitching and complaining about stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I had this. You know, it'd be kind of nice yeah. if I had that, man. Like, my life is a paradise. Um, and I like, I never ever thought it could be as good it is, as, as it is right now. And today I have purpose and meaning in my life because I know it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. I know if I continue doing what I'm doing, 
each day it's only going to get better mm -hmm. and and improving myself looking at the things that i know that i can improve upon within myself that gives me purpose and meaning today yeah. knowing that i can get better as a person get better as a brother that, get better as a partner a yeah. son um whereas in my active addiction man the stuff that i was like ah man like i'm a piece of shit in this aspect you know like mm -hmm. fuck let me go get high about that whereas today if there's something about myself like a character defect that i realize, mm -hmm. i pray about it reach out to my higher power talk to another recovering addict get a sense of hope that i can improve upon that within me and let that motivate me yeah. throughout the present moment. That, you you hit a big thing that like kind of changed this last time is I, I I noticed most of my life has always been like, oh this person has that. Why did they yeah. have that? Like this person has that. Why did they get that? Why and like why can't I get what he had or, or she got that? Like fucker, like how did she get that? <laughs> like she's not you know what I mean? yeah. All constantly comparing myself. One thing I I. I've learned and it's given me a lot of pieces. All I have to do is be better than who I was. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like each little step is like, okay, how do I do better? And I make mistakes, or, you know, step back, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, I, my big thing, I don't blow up at people, but I, I tend to be like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go home. You know, like I'll, mm. I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'll, I'll go be by myself. And yeah. I've got to get outside of that. And I realize that now. So I like, how do I make myself better at that? How do I make myself want to be to do more? How do I make myself want to be more of an outgoing person or something, you know, because, yeah. you know, just by nature, it's something I got to work for. But I know all I have to do is be a little bit better than I was yesterday. All I have to do is try a little bit harder than I did yesterday. And that's what, like, when I said, like, I couldn't run, a, I would run a mile and be like, dude, like, I hate running. I'm not doing it anymore. And like, I would run a mile and then go work out downstairs and then be like, done, you know? Yeah. Now I run, I'm like, what's, what's, it's just like that, man. I run like a little bit farther. I'm like, dude, you ran four miles yesterday. You, this week you can run five. You know, yeah. I'm like, you ran five yesterday. You took a break. You can do six today, you know, and it's just like you keep pushing, yeah. you know, it's like you just keep getting better, man. It's, it's, there's, there's, there's a physics to it. It's like energy builds on energy and like we're just molecules of this, this power in this world that like universes were built on this, you know, like we're part of that. It's, it's meant to, it's meant for us to grow and to expand and to, to do more. You just have to tap into it, you know. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing that I, I feel about, and I, I see it in people, and I'm like, damn, man, that person gets it, you know. And it's like, you can tell who gets it. There's there's people that are still struggling, you know, and, and that's fine. I was there too, you know. And there's people that, and and I could be back there, you know. And it's like you always got to be humble enough to be like, look, man, I'm I'm one joint away from being right back to where I was in, in active addiction. You know, I'm, I have that about me. But today, I'm going to strive to do better and I'm going to strive to make myself a better person to get farther away from it, you know? And yeah. it, it feels so good. I just Hell thank you yeah. for letting me share everything on this. Dude, of course, man. Yeah. That's that's feel a good, fantastic man. way to wrap it up, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. I really appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. Yeah, Seriously. No, it's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Good luck. Thank this you, is, man. I think, thank you. I think you got something special. I get I get so much out of it doing it. it's it's really therapeutic for me yeah. to do the podcast. I mean, for one, I get to hear some awesome stories, um, 
And, you know, for two, it's like every time I listen, you know, even when I'm just editing, you know, I'll, I'll go back and like edit, edit, edit certain episodes and I'm just like, man, like, you know, I never even thought of it this way before, yeah. but that is such a good way to think about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I really want to thank you, man. And thanks again for everyone who listened this week. Um, and I also want to say that, you know, as always here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, we do like to remind our listeners um, that we are not affiliated or associated with any 12-step program. You know, you might hear us talk about 12-step programs. You might hear us talk about meetings, sponsorship, you know, the steps themselves. But uh, we are not affiliated with any programs. So just want to throw that out there. But, Brian, dude, thank you so much, Thank man. you, Barnes. Appreciate you coming on. Loved it, man. And uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in this week. And, you know, we'll catch you guys next Sunday.